Ignatius Press presents Father Fessio in Five, the assorted wisdom, or in Latin, disiecta membra, of Ignatius Press's founder. I've been trying to get to some Hebrew here, and I want to say that this is not because I'm a Hebrew scholar. I want you to become a Hebrew scholar. We all use foreign languages, par excellence, esprit de corps, sayonara, ciao, gesundheit, the list goes on and on. And it's not a bad thing to know a few Hebrew words. Why? Because they make up the Old Testament and the book of Psalms. And the language has a certain privilege to it because it was used by Mary, used by Jesus, used by the Jewish people whom God revealed himself to. So not bad to know a little bit of Hebrew. And it's not that difficult. As I've said, you can go to the internet, find the alphabet out. That's pretty simple. Uh, you'll realize when you find the alphabet, it's all consonants. There are no vowels in the Hebrew alphabet. Well, what do they do? Well, they supplied them themselves when they saw the consonants. Now, that can be a problem. For example, you take an English sentence and take out the vowels, you might get confused. For example, the letters B, D. Is that bed, bid, bad, abode, abide, or what? Hebrew is interesting in that respect, and there's several consequences of that. One is that when we say that sacred scripture is divinely inspired, that is, it's the word of God. Now, Jesus is the primary word of God, but sacred scripture is God's witness through the Holy Spirit, through his prophets, and through the saints in the New Testament of the events of salvation history. But interestingly, what is inspired? Is it the vowels? There are no vowels there. We have to add the vowels. Only the consonants are there in the written Hebrew. So what that tells me is God is showing us by this very language that he shows that we're part of his revelation. We don't just passively absorb it. We have to be actively contributing to it. But there's another consequence of that. There was a name revealed to Moses in chapter 3 of the book of Exodus, uh, where God finally gives his personal name. We know it as Yahweh or Yahweh. Because God was so elevated and sacred in the, in the Jewish mind, whenever those consonants, remember no vowels in the Hebrew Bible, they'd have J-H-V-H. They wouldn't pronounce it because it was the name of the unutterable, the ineffable, the infinite majestic God. And what they would do is they would put in the vowels for Adonai, which is a word for Lord. And by the way, these vowels were little points that were added in the ninth century by the Masoretes, a Jewish group, because they wanted to make sure we didn't forget how to pronounce these things correctly. But they didn't want to add letters to the Hebrew alphabet. So they put these little points so that you pronounce the words correctly. Well, when they get to Yahweh, they didn't put in the vowels for Yahweh. They put in the vowels for Adonai, Lord. So when the, a Jew comes to the J-H-V-H in the Bible, he doesn't say Yahweh. He says Adonai. If you took the consonants, J-H-V-H, and the vowels for Adonai and put them together, you get Jehovah. The word Jehovah is simply a mistake. It's reading the vowels for Adonai with the consonants for Javeh. So this is a piece of trivia, but it might be helpful next time your door is knocked upon by Jehovah's Witnesses, and you can tell them, do you realize 
that your name is just based on a mistake? That's the trivia. That'll be enough for this week. Next week, I'll come back to some real Hebrew. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already and give it a review. For books, movies, and much more from Ignatius Press, go to ignatius.com. If you want to help support our mission, click the donate button. Music by Dominic Del Curdo.